This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. So, hey, everyone, you are now tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast, which is a podcast specifically for the unoffended but consistently irritated individuals. As always, I am your host, Sydney, sharing the deets on what has me fed up this week. And I did take a break last week, didn't give you guys any new episodes, but I am happy to be back this week with my latest guest, Jamila of the Kettle Black Podcast. And I'm super duper excited to have her here today. So do you want to give a quick introduction? What's going on, guys? It's Jamila, host of the Kettle Black Podcast, where steep conversations happen. And I'm so excited to just be sitting here with Sydney today, guys, because it's been a week. A lot of news has happened, I feel like, in the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to talk about it. Yes, yes. And we are going to get into that for sure. And I love Jamila's show because she covers a range of topics, including relationships, culture, and politics, and how it all relates to Black women. And as a Black woman myself, I feel like I can definitely relate to a majority of the themes that you discuss on the show. And you had tons of really great guests. Like you had people from Boomerang on BET. And you also had the Ladies of the Cocktails podcast. So Jamila's out here doing her thing. And also go support the Kettle Black because we love to see a Black woman in podcasting. And as always, you guys, we are going to start off with the first segment of my show, which is Fed Up or up. I love and, the name of the I love the name of the segment. Sorry. And you know what? I feel like a lot of people do just because it gets to the point. What gets under your skin? And as always, you guys, I use this segment just to distinguish what gets under the skin of my guest. And it allows my audience to kind of, you know, know you guys a little bit more. Because I feel like at the end of the day, when you know what completely aggravates the hell out of somebody, you can tell how they are as a person. So um, this week, Jamila, you can answer answer a few questions that I have or you can just start off with something that has gotten on your nerves this week um well there's there's a lot that's really gotten under my skin this week but I feel like the biggest kind of sticking in in particular is the whole Megan Thee Stallion Tory Lanez drama fallout mm-hmm. that like happened over the weekend so mm-hmm. Tory Lanez uh has been quiet ever since uh the alleged shooting of Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. this weekend he decided to drop an album kind of addressing the whole situation and we're I don't I didn't listen to the whole project but I just felt like this was really just not the way for Tori to address a very serious situation that's what's getting under my skin this week just the amount of people who are kind of now back in support of Tori just want to know who on his team thought you know what the best way to address this is just not to say shit at all and we're just going to release an album like who thought this is this is the best thing that we can do nobody ever said you know what this is not gonna look great we should pull back and if you are so-called innocent why not speak up then but it just speaks to again this like reinforcement of people not supporting black women and doing whatever they feel like in that moment because it's crazy that he would do this literally after the announcement in Breonna Taylor's case like nobody said let's pull the plug on this like literally let's stop let's stop I feel like the timing could not have been more planned out and I just feel like this is something that he had in the works for like months and I feel like it's just wrong Mm -hmm. to exploit a black Mm -hmm. woman's you know traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and and you're number one on Apple Music I just feel like you're totally taking advantage of the situation and it's and it's really sensitive and if it's something that he was really innocent I mean if the whole situation is messy but I Mm -hmm. feel like if he was innocent he should have been outspoken in the first week that it happened I feel like and mm-hmm. these are literally nothing but kind of like 
this album, I wouldn't even say it's so much to clear his name, but it's sort of to draw attention away to the bigger picture and bigger issue at hand. And I feel like Megan's team has always been very outspoken about what took place and defending her. So for him to just be like, oh, I'm going to drop an album and that's just go clear everything up. It's like, no, that doesn't work like that. And I am a person who's pretty active on social media. And luckily I can say nobody I saw went out of their way to defend him. Like I didn't see anybody like, oh my gosh, maybe we should just listen to it. Maybe we should just hear his side of the story. A majority of the people I follow would like, fuck him. We do not want to hear any of this. This makes no sense. It's canceled towards for the end of, through the end of 2020 for me. I just feel like he should have, if you're going to be quiet all these months, just be quiet for the rest of the year. Maybe come back next year with a new fresh start. But I don't know. I just feel like it's now brought the, he's he's said a lot of different things kind of in the music. Um, mm-hmm. al- al- allegations that Megan's team was planting like fake stories on him. So it's just messy all around. And I just need the two of them like to come together in like an open discussion and really just address what was happening. Because at the end of the day, it's none of our business. It was whatever happened that night mm-hmm. happened between them. But you made it our business now by being public. <laughs> by it's just it. so crazy because it wasn't anything that I felt like escalated over time. Neither one of them were, well, wait, I'll take that back. I feel like allegations after this did come out and show up about Tory and women and just like different nonsenses here and there. But beforehand, I don't remember hearing anything verbatim about Tory having violence against women or anything crazy. So it is kind of like yeah. a shocker just to hear about it. And it's like, wow, of all the people. But yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, 2020 has just been a year of what the fuck? Like the entire year every time I turn on the news look at anything on any like platform I'm always like wow this is the last thing that I would have imagined (laughs) happening it's it's nothing that could have been kind of like just looked into deeper down down the line but then again who knows who knows who really does know sorry I had to just start off with a a bullet there but that's been really just getting under my skin Sydney this week Um, hey you know what I feel like that's a great topic just because so many people have been verbal about like this just makes no sense and even then um was it what's the media outlet high um snobber oh high snob society yes high snob society they spoke out and they made a very um kind of like thought-provoking post when they were like you know what with everything going on we do stand with Megan Thee Stallion and just feeling like the violence brought against her was premeditated and we don't support any of that so from here on that here on out we will not be covering anything Tory Lanez related I think that was very like progressive of them to step up and say that because I feel like a lot of media outlets are just gonna be like oh this is just news like we're just gonna go with it and anything that he does Uh from him on out we're just gonna like go with it we might not give it as much attention but in a lot of these situations with black women they do tend to sweep stuff under the rug after it happens to this they're just like oh well it's just any other news story where it's like nah you should you should give it some more thought. Yeah, I'm happy that some like major music labels are like taking a stand against like promoting the new mm-hmm. project. So I mean, I'm not I'm not in any way trying to like see the man's career be ruined over this, but I just feel like it's 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 something that really needs to be addressed sensitively because I feel like right now black women are like very much the target of of cruelty and mm-hmm. you know just being humiliated and not being believed. And so this is just another mm-hmm. example of that. It is, and it happens to somebody I feel like a lot more like closely connected to our generation like Megan Thee Stallion she's she's definitely blown up now but I wouldn't say that she was somebody who was in everybody's faces like right like so much long before so for this to happen to her we're kind of like oh my gosh like what she's at the peak of her like yeah know. she is she very much is in that peak moment of her career and it's only like up to go from here because she just recently got a placement on the cover of times as one of the like most influential people so she's definitely still on her career trajectory it's just that it's kind of upsetting to see that she would have this like low point already so new into her 
her career in a way. I agree, Sydney. I guess we'll just have to wait to see. Maybe she'll drop a, a diss track or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, if this is how all the teas get, if the teas getting like released in music singles now, I guess. I guess that's hey, it. hey, they have to do what they they have to do what they uh can and even to get their point across. And even as I said be- before on the previous episodes, I just hate that she had to even go through so much to even show mm-hmm. her side of the story. Like these right. are literally the images that were taken at the facility right after I got it. I got shot. Like she's been very forthcoming with this information but it's like why would people even push her to share all of this that's my biggest thing why not just believe her off bat like you know what she did she said this happened so we go take it as is and we're not gonna harass her but even more I guess this just drills more into our main topic and what we're really going to get in today. So for this week's Make It Make Sense segment, we are going to discuss if the age of celebrity is over or what does celebrity culture even look like in the future tense. So I personally can say I am somebody that loves to keep up with pop culture. When I was younger, like way before social media, I scanned sites like Perez Hilton, just Jared, oh, YBF, yes. and even like Media Takeout. I definitely looked at them. Absolutely. No matter how like qualified their information was, or even like if people were like, yes, this is true. I still looked at those sites. But, you know, hearing about the lives of the rich and famous, which I believe to be completely different for me, was fascinating. And now that we are in the age of social media and even more so a global pandemic and various social justice movements, I just wanted to get more into like, what does celebrity culture look like? And back in, I would say April, I saw a discussion on does the world still need celebrities considering how much more there is to focus focused on and ironically there was an idol an article published um shortly after I don't know if you remember this um the woman who played Superwoman she had did like a rendition of Imagine by John Lennon of the Beatles and she had all of these celebrities okay like singing the lyrics like it was more so when they were first like you know stay at home and everything else she had all of these celebrities singing the song on this video and people like flamed her dissed her they were like why in the fuck would we want to see y'all singing we at home people getting laid off people are sick and dying what do we need from celebrities singing what is this doing for us and even more so another instance of somebody of like celebrity status was Virgil Abloh is that how you pronounce his name of off-white yeah Virgil Abloh uh-huh do you remember when that stuff came out about him where he was like oh I've donated all this money to the bail funds and it was like $50. Right. And why did people like clown him for like donating $50 though? And I- <laughs> well, I think people clowned him more so because they're like, hold up, wait a minute. You're worth you are worth more than like $10 million or however much more. Oh, we're so, going to put another zero after that, Sydney, like a hundred million. Yes, you're worth so much money, so you're only going to get $50. So my question now, again, just with all of these atrocities that these celebrities have done is, like, what are they even capable of giving to us now that we're in the state that we're in? Like, literally, just as we were saying before, it's so much going on in the world. We're like, do we even need to focus on them? And again, I can say that I got this notion from a New York Times article that was released in March. It's titled Celebrity Culture is Burning, just for a background. And it noted that the pandemic was shattering the cult of celebrity and celebrities in general to them. And as they kind of piece throughout the article, they represent like the wealthy and notoriety that most people strive for in our society. And how with us being stuck in the house and really needing those in power to step up and even watching them on social media, there is such a large disparity between celebrities and their fans that like, what is it now? 
And not only that, we're cooped up in the house. We just glued to our smartphones. We don't have anything else for entertainment. And we have like fewer options to vent out our frustration. So we just looking at these people online. Right. Looking at their mess online, I guess, is, is what I'm mm-hmm. looking at. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like since the pandemic, like a lot of influencers and celebrities have had to really like change how how they go about like engaging with like their fan base. So I feel like a lot of the stories that have come out over the last couple of months have some of them have been like clickbaity almost and like made for press. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like just even like in some of the last stories that I've looked at on like Baller Alert in the shade room, like even the whole Cardi B divorcing offset. I feel mm-hmm. like that was that was a story that, you know, probably was a long time in the making. And it just mm-hmm. like was unfortunate that it had to that it's breaking up a family. But I just feel like that that information is stuff that like I don't even know if we like need on a daily basis anymore. I don't know. What do yeah, you- again, I think there is so much going on in the world that as a fan of a majority of artists if they're not doing anything that I feel like is explicitly harming someone else what kind of news about their personal life do I need and even then in most instances what do I even gain from this so now it's kind of like do I even care to hear about this stuff because it is it's such gossip most times these people have never confirmed any of these rumors and allegations and I don't know was it TMZ even recently like you know TMZ focuses on everything celebrity 24-7 like even when they were first founded TMZ their major source of news is like celebrity news this person was spotted here they were out with this person or this news came about and even now they're kind of facing a lot of backlash because was that February like with Kobe Bryant's death how they released all this information and I believe the Los Angeles um, Sheriff's Department was like oh you can't release this and you can't share this and like Vanessa Bryant is even going back and suing a lot of these publications because you were like most of this information that was released was unauthorized unauthorized and even then as a wife if I would have been given like the timely manner of even being asked like, can I share this information? I definitely would have said no. Most of these details, I would have said no. So even now, it's like, we're being fed so much as far as celebrities. Where do we pull back? Or where do we just stop? Um, I think it's important to, to like, prioritize how much, uh, like, social media, obviously, every day that mm-hmm. you're doing. Um, I've, like, personally just made a habit of like having my apps um I have like there's a setting on your iPhone where you can like have certain apps be disabled after a certain time so after like 10 o'clock or like nine o'clock I really try and just like only have like my messages my bible app open because I'm really (laughs) just trying not trying to like not be so consumed by by what we see every day but it's hard because I mean literally sometimes the first thing I do is scroll through Instagram so Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's their job as celebrities to kind of be in our face so it's like mm-hmm. I understand um you know what the point is of posting and and having mm-hmm. all these stories run through the rumor mill but you have to know what to discern as like being truthful or like more or more of a story that's like made to kind of grab your attention and mm-hmm. often when it's made to grab your attention it's for the wrong and again it's crazy when you think about how much we progress in terms of like celebrities and how much we know about them because for the longest time before social media they would live in one world and we kind of live in a separate world whereas now there's much more interaction with them they can say stuff back I definitely know there are (laughs) celebrities who actively search their names and respond to people both good and bad but before I feel like even as a kid what was the old magazine word up like you would just look at your word word up magazines of like Chris Brown B2K five and you would just be like oh my gosh like I love them but I don't know shit about them you just go on whereas now you can literally get on Instagram, look at Cardi B's last story, look at the Migos' last story, look at anybody who you're a fan of. You can look at their last story and see where they're at, what they're doing. So you kind of have this 24-7 just reinforcement of like, okay, this is what they're up to. This is what they're doing. Yeah, you're totally, they make it so easy, I feel like, today to be like tapped into like mm-hmm. these influencers and celebrities' lives. And and it's it's cool to like have, I think, that like, access to like see like oh 
what did uh what did Kehlani do today or like what did Rick and Quavo and Sweetie do today it's just like cool to like be able to like follow kind of their life but it's also you know they're 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 putting out this this lifestyle like with like a filter on it I feel like mm-hmm. and that like- is true and even then I was gonna ask you what do you think about celebrities usage of social media like if you were say the R&R or even the media personnel for an upcoming celebrity how would you even go about helping them navigate the world of social media because like I said before when we were younger social media wasn't the type of platform it is now like you can't promote an artist without them being on social media like it's no such thing as somebody possibly being popular and just being completely not online or any on any social platform people would easily forget about you and move on to the next thing yeah I feel like social media is just it's pivotal right now to like developing your brand um, Mm -hmm. as somebody who wants to be out in the the public arena but also but there's a way I think that you can do it strategically I think Mm -hmm. Cardi B just not to bring her up so many times but I feel like (laughs) I feel like her team has like really rolled out like her her career and they like have a Mm -hmm. a, like a five-year plan for like how they see the first few years of her career going and they've been very strategic in how they like promote her and who she collects collaborates with to do music um and it goes the same for like different brands that we're following right now um different athletes who are like popular they're all very strategic in what kind of uh what kind of causes they stand behind and Mm -hmm. also you know how the aesthetic I guess of their like social platforms it's all about things that matter to them and I feel like that's how you discern who like an authentic celebrity is from somebody who's just here for clout Mm -hmm. that is very 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 true and I think my biggest thing with these celebrities is like you said you have to be strategic in your social media usage like you can give your fans and your audience what they want but still pull back and draw back and understand like hey there is still some type of discernment I need to have between me and my fans like I don't want them to ever feel like oh yeah like we're just the best of friends and all this other stuff like there still needs to be some sort of kind of like pullback and even then a balance like yes I am popular on social media but I also am critically acclaimed by all of these uh, critics and outlets like I'm not just popular in one instant and not another right I think Nikki is like notorious for like just mm-hmm. like social media break where mm-hmm. she just like goes off the face of the earth for like three months and I'm just like and then at that point you're like kind of you're ready for like the next post so you kind of want to keep your your audience your fan base like always wanting more so you don't want to mm-hmm. give them too much you want to flood them with content mm-hmm but for like up and coming, you know, stars and influencers, I understand like the mm-hmm. need to be on it every day and like be updating every day to keep that mm-hmm. engagement. But going. even then, like you said before, there's still a balance in the information that mm-hmm. you're sharing, what you're posting, how long you're posting. And even now, like I said, back to COVID, um, just, you know, they thrive. Celebrities thrive off of gaining our attention. They make a living both financially and I feel like even emotionally from their fans and their interactions and their interactions from it. So these instances and their means of producing have been like drastically reduced like if you just look at the different opportunities that have even had to come about even um the different things just come into light like you know with Ellen DeGeneres how people were speaking up finally since they were at home and everybody just on social media were talking about all of this like terrible treatment that they had to endure while being on her show and being on the staff and I feel like a lot of people have been saying stuff about it before but again since we're at home more people are paying attention to it now they're like oh it's much more than you thought and a lot more people can relate to this and more people are speaking up right see and with Ellen I just feel like she was always you know somebody who's just too perfect a little too too pure that that that's something that annoys me and Mm -hmm. and and I just know that it was a thin like glass layer and behind Mm -hmm. that she just pulled the wool over us and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you can't say that you did know about you know kind of the, mm-hmm. the the treatment that was happening on your show so mm-hmm. 
that's very true. She did address it though, and she took responsibility. But as I, she should, I feel like there's nothing else that you can do in that instance. And you look like a terrible person when you try to brush it under the rug, or when you try to deny culpability, like deny that you knew anything about it. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was just smart of her to address it head on. Mm-hmm. But I just feel bad for you know probably some of the former staff that was on her show that like had to have their story like go out. They probably were never thinking that that story would be public. So mm-hmm. uh, that was definitely an interesting story for sure. Yes. And even now, another thing I was going to get into and just celebrities in general, Um, I feel like even though they, uh, they are of like a certain status, I feel like in a lot of instances when I do support some celebrities, I look at them to raise awareness about certain issues and donate money and like set an example for the general public. And I think it's so funny. A lot of people are like, oh, celebrities aren't politicians. They aren't lawmakers and all these other things. But I feel like previously of the older generations, you definitely heard more about celebrities who were outspoken and activists like Jane Fonda, Harry Belafonte, Diana Curl. Like they were out there marching with Martin Luther King and going to rallies and doing different things. Whereas we have celebrities here who may, they may say stuff one day, but then completely flip the script the next day. So do you even think it's terrible to want celebrities to actually use their status and wealth in connections for a greater good? Or do you think that is just something that people are being unrealistic about looking to Are you one of those people like, "Mm, we should just definitely keep that much more political? Um, You know, I feel like if it's, you got to be true to yourself. And if it's a cause that you care about as Mm -hmm. a celebrity, you should support it regardless of if you're, you know, you have a million followers or if you have a thousand followers, if you have five followers, like (laughs) if it's something that's important to you, you shouldn't let or think about your celebrity influence and stop you from like supporting those causes. Like I remember during the um, protest for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Omar. Mm-hmm. Aubrey earlier this year. I think Lil Baby was out in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunner was out in the streets. Roddy Rich was out in the streets walking with the people. And so you could definitely tell that that is a, that is a cause that they really care about. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are, you know, social media protesters and they'll post about it. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll post and they'll bring awareness. And that's good too. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that one is the other, but I just think that if it's a cause that you really care about, mm-hmm. you should support it regardless of, you know, if you might lose follower, I guess they're thinking if you might lose followers or if you might not. Mm-hmm. And my you- thing is too, I definitely, like you said, I, I want that connection to be there of if this is something that you should support because if it's not, we're going to notice right off bat the disconnect. But I agree if there is a connection there, you know, support these people. These are your fans. They have much more to lose than you do. In a lot of instances, these people have nine to fives. They are going to work. They are taking care of families. They do use their last little money to come to your concert. What are whatever club appearance you have so to kind of show your support for them in a way I think that is something that connects to me where I'm like you know that's something that you can appreciate and further support somebody and again just in the cases of Gal Gadot who did like the Imagine cover and even Virgil Abloh it's almost like a, a performative allyship like they're trying to show you that they'll be there and they do support your cause but it's so disconnected and even then they're no longer marginalized so to profess their support and solidarity with people who are black or people who are trans it doesn't come across as helpful in any way it's just like well what was this for like what does this actively do you posted this video on your social platform when you have 1.2 followers instead of donating we're trying to figure out how what is this going to actually do for like what like what what are you adding to the conversation like kind of with this message is always what mm-hmm. i think about whenever i see any new post or article um mm-hmm. regarding you know somebody in the entertainment industry i just think that it's important to to be transparent always like kind of in like what you post and like you know just like don't just post and like not do anything to actively help the cause like mm-hmm you're gonna say Brianna Taylor's name, say her name, and then go donate to her, her Mm -hmm. foundation. Like that, to me, that just matters more in my eyes. 
Um, yes, and I, and those, mm-hmm, those I definitely do. And even then, my thing would be just with Virgil and him posting like, oh, yeah, I sent $50. Like, what the hell? I just think in those instances, <laughs> if you're going to be that cheap or whatever, why would you, why would you even show the dollar amount? Just I like, feel like just go I, on about your day. <laughs> I'm not told. I I didn't hate that he fifty dollars. <laughs> I was like, okay. And what did everybody else? What did you donate? Did you donate ten? Did you donate five? Like we're then we get into like a shaming thing. It's not a competition, but mm-hmm. I guess just like because everybody knows that he is worth millions. So of dollars. much. My thing you is just thinking, yeah. My thing again is just this performative aspect like you were to me when he did that it's just like wait a minute you're making this seem like it's much bigger than it is and you're being much more helpful than you actually are which is like uh and even now as i think more about it i feel like much more can go into the people who are actually on the ground doing the work and even then the few dollars that i have been able to donate and stuff i've definitely donated them more so toward the people that i'm like okay they're on the ground they're some sort of professor or or there's somebody who works in actual like law or works with the bail bond. Something that I think, okay, this is going to actually make some sort of change or be or be used in a better way, you know, as yeah. opposed to like celebrities and different. Shows. I agree. I mean, I, at the end of the day, it's it's never a competition. I feel like mm-hmm. whenever you're kind of you're doing good, regardless, just bringing attention to a situation that you care about. But mm-hmm. you know, I think everything <laughs> with celeb social media is obvi- obviously meant to be a tool, mm-hmm. even though it's not supposed to. But people use it to compare themselves to other people, and so mm-hmm. everybody's always going to have an opinion, kind of about what you actively mm-hmm. do, what you promote. Mm-hmm on your platform and again i think this goes back to the point that you made earlier just make sure whatever you are um promoting or standing behind is definitely something that you can stand behind like 10 toes down don't ever go off promoting anything that you're like oh i'm not exactly sure about this or you're coming out with these statements later like well this is what i meant by this instead like you should definitely be right forthcoming and whatever it is because again i mean with um um, Lil Baby, his little song and everything. I'm like, this song is actually great. Like, yeah. Lil Baby Luther King. Who knew? I, I definitely didn't see this coming from him, but he still showed up and said what he had to say and went on about his way. And it didn't seem coming across as just like something that was forced and more so for attention, which is, I think, in most ways, is something that most people can appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, and he did, he did what he knows best, which is uh, to rap. And mm-hmm. the fact that he not only was in the streets, but actually made a song about, you know, the injustices that black and brown people have been facing in this country is really says something to like the kind of artist that he wants to be like known. For sure, for sure. And another thing that I was going to bring up, interestingly enough, even more so about celebrities is, um, as stated before, celebrity culture is like fueled by their fans and their audiences and um they make their money from their fans and since COVID-19 is limiting um those interactions to make coins can we even judge them to take those risks like I don't know if you saw this but I believe it was last month um the rapper Mulatto from Atlanta um you know she was out there like, hey, I'm not letting up on chasing the bag. She even caught like some fleck online because some people were like, wow, you're still making club appearances. Like you still out here hosting shows. And she's like, sorry, I got to eat. I got to feed my family. Um, I paid for so many bills and so many households. Wh- what do you mean? How are you judging me? This is my career. Just like you might be working from home and doing all this other stuff. I- my job is to interact with fans and come up with these songs. I mean, I think she's an up and she's an up and coming artist. She definitely has the momentum behind her now. So I see, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to do what you have to do. She's an artist and a large part of, you know, kind of getting that popularity when you're first starting out is to be in the club, is to be taking pictures with fans, is to, you know, be promoting your music um, and getting it out into onto the radio. Mm-hmm. So I I can see, you know, her reasoning for just, you know, not wanting to put her foot off the gas, but we still in a pandemic now, Sydney. Come on now. I see we mm-hmm. still Clubs was looking, I think they were looking a bit over the 25% capacity that they were supposed to be. 
they were definitely packed in and and I did not see many people with masks on either masks mm-hmm. on. So that you know, was the interesting point that people brought up. They're like, I'm not trying to chastise you, but again, you do realize in a way this is just a little unsafe if there is not gonna be any sort of like, oh, you have to wear a mask or anything like that to be in force. So when you think about it, but she's like, you guys, there's only so much that I can even do towards that. But again, going back to my point, how much can we even hold them accountable for? You know? I think I think that if you're a fan of somebody, you're gonna you're gonna do what you want regardless. Mm-hmm. If your favorite artist says they're gonna be at this venue tomorrow mm-hmm. night and you got the money and the time to go, you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um now it's it's important to like right now, I think always to put your health first mm-hmm. um, and just always assess the situation before you go. But I went to, you know, a Saweetie concert earlier this year, early, early this year, kind of before everything got crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but just like thinking back to it now, I'm just like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have been <laughs> with 150 other people. I don't know if that was smart, but you know, just hey, but I'm still here. But it's so crazy. Even when you think about to the beginning of this year, you're like, I definitely saw none of this coming because I could have swore when I first heard about like coronavirus in end of like January, early February, I was just like, oh, okay, like this is something happening completely detached from my own world. Like this is happening on a whole other side of the world. Like it has nothing to do with me. And literally within less than four weeks or a month, I was like, oh shit, this has everything to do with me. I have to sit down. I can't go anywhere. Nothing is open. Everything is closed. The perfect time, honestly. I, all the last few months have, has told me like it's the perfect time right now just to take a break and like reset. You mm-hmm. don't always have to be at the mixiest place with mm-hmm. the most people. You can enjoy smaller gatherings and still have a good time. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know it's a struggle for a lot of these um, artists, a lot of these actors. They they rely kind of on you know mm-hmm. shooting all the time, shooting music videos shooting Mm -hmm. um, episodes for new series. Um, So it's definitely been a challenge kind of for them to remain relevant in this time. But a lot of, you know, creatives are getting creative and they're putting their stuff on social For sure. And like you said before, creatives are getting creative. I feel like there are so many other ways that you can drive engagement to your platforms without actually having to be in front of people now. So to take the time and even coming up come up with those ideas I feel like that establishes much more longevity in the entertainment industry and just to see how people are coming up with different ways is amazing me but I definitely feel like it's possible yeah I think like even with like the versus battles that have been Mm -hmm. happening over the summer like that was that's a great way I think that we've been able to still get the content that we want from our favorite um artists and even with the versus battle they took it back they did um Gladys Knight versus Patty LaBelle like never in our wildest years would we have imagined hey I'm going to get on Instagram and I am going to see Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight sitting together playing their track going back and forth bringing up all of these old hits and even just showcasing their stardom because I know somebody's talking about like oh my god these women have had careers for so long and their voices still sound so beautiful and these hits are still like amazing they just take me back yeah I thought I think it was amazing I think it really opened up the audience for verses you know Mm -hmm. my mom my mom was watching that that battle for sure just to see them go head to head uh, mm-hmm. was you know an iconic moment and also you know really important to the culture like we still have so many um you know treasures I feel like it's important to like remember them and like mm-hmm. it's to, like keep them in the conversation mm-hmm. even now as everybody's you know at home mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll be like this way forever though Sydney next year mm-hmm. I, I believe you know venues will start to be a little bit more open and and, and it'll be like, we never left. It'll be like, they never left. <laughs> very true. Very true. And even now, I feel like as we get further into this discussion, I don't feel like the age of celebrity is dying. It's just transforming. And to kind of see like, not so much, what are they providing for me? But just as a fan, what do I get out of this? I know I might get great music, but 
are they actually supporting the causes that I believe or are they a part of another marginalized group that they're actually fighting for and trying to bring um, kind of more notoriety to? So I definitely think there are some celebrities who, you know, might be here for the long standing. There might be a few that will come and go or just be a couple one hit wonders. But the few that are here that we are focusing our time on, you know, they're going to be here for a while. And these few little gossip sites and gossip handles, they're going to do their thing. But like you said before, I think people are much more conscientious of uh, how they're spending their time online now, considering we're just in the house 24 seven. They feel like, you know what? I don't have to look on the shade room 24 seven. Because I've thought about it. I don't care. <laughs> Take a second and just be like, how is this gonna, how is this information going to help me today? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's easy to just be scrolling and going through comments and just seeing, you know, what everybody thinks about a, a story. But, you know, there's so many other things that you can get into uh, during this time indoors. You mm-hmm. can read a good book, get to learn a new artist, watch a new mm-hmm. show, which is all of the things that I've been doing kind of to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tempting, I know. But I don't think celebrity, you know, the age of celebrity is is dying. I just think that they're becoming more creative in how they're still engaging their fans. So It's like a completely new renaissance, and we're just realizing it now as fans and audiences, like, hey, we want something completely different. We want to be more satisfied in these interactions. We just don't want them to be on a superficial level like we want to support people who we feel like support us or actually stand for something is what we're getting into and I think I love that for us I feel like as black women in general I don't feel like we're wrong in a lot of the times of who we support we're very much on the forefront of things that I feel like come out later in time like we're very much like you know what I didn't like that person because they had this going on or I like this person because they had this going on and later on it pays off for much more than we think. I agree. I think you should be like supporting somebody who you kind of see yourself in a bit and you can relate to ultimately. Um, Mm -hmm. I look, I follow people who I motivate me and inspire me um Mm -hmm. just help you know sometimes just give me a a good laugh Mm -hmm. i've definitely been following more people i'm like oh this fits much more into my aesthetic not only do they post funny stuff they also post tips about like getting our shit together and being productive it's not always gucci bags and birkin bags it's a lot more to it and yeah that's something that we definitely have to take into consideration so as always I feel like with the make it make sense segment we're still trying to make sense of it but you know you as listeners and audience members you know take this as it is take what you can here and there and see how it applies to you um moving on to the last segment which is you are drove and I love breaking down this segment just to say as a disclaimer, drove is St. Louis terminology for being like mad, sad, confused, or just plain oblivious to how you thought something would turn out. You know, in a lot of instances, you just thought, hey, this is going to play directly in my favor. I did this, this, and that, and it doesn't. And you just drove, it happens sometimes. Um, I've been telling a lot of our guests, drove in the best sense of explaining it is just how everybody was for 2020. Everybody was, hey, I got 2020 vision for this year. This is my year. And ultimately, ultimately, it has not been anybody's year. We are just trying to get through it and get to the bottom of it. So for this week's drove segment, you guys, It's very local. I love bringing up these local stories. But um, the drug person for this week is Missouri Governor Mike Parson. So I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the Missouri governor and his wife are still going to host a fall festival after being diagnosed with COVID-19. No. Yes. What in the SARS is going on? I don't like that. How are they still holding up So literally, they just announced like this was announced on they they announced on September 25th that they were going to host the festival 
But two days before on September 23rd, which is a Wednesday, they announced that they also had contracted the coronavirus. So it was not only the governor, but Mm. also his wife. Mm -mm. So people were like, wait a minute. Didn't y'all just say y'all had COVID? But this man is like, you know, we did say that, but we're still going to host our fall festival. And even then, his wife sent out a tweet and was like, yes, we will be proceeding with this event. Come enjoy outdoor activities and the beautiful fall decorations. And and yet, in Missouri, he still has not issued a statewide mandate for face coverings. I can say in the St. Louis area, um, mm. a lot of establishments are like, okay, you're required to wear a face mask and everything else. But I feel like once you leave um, St. Louis, there are some counties that are, aren't prohibiting like the use of not wearing a mask. So but I think it's now like, hold up, y'all hosting this fall festival. What is that even going to look like? Yeah, I feel like how many people normally go to those? Like, a hundred or two hundreds whatever if it's over 50 I, I can't be there I can't if it's over 50 I cannot be there um and even 50 is a large number and the fact that the guests and attendees there are not wearing face coverings and this is a festival people are yes. going to be up in each other's face talking this seems mm-hmm. like a super spreader event Mm-hmm. and the event is scheduled for October 3rd and I can even say in the Midwest like Lately, it has been getting much, much cooler as of recently. So I'm not even, okay, I should say I'm not even, but for the most part, every year before this global pandemic, I have the worst allergies and sinuses and they always act up during the fall. So to even hear about people preparing for a festival in the midst of like sinus and allergy season, along with this huge, huge, huge umbrella of being in a pandemic i am very confused on why they think this is a good idea it comes down to the dollar signs i'm guessing and i guess it has to be because that is literally a public health risk why would i want to be at a festival why like are they gonna give me the best candied (laughs) apple i've ever had in my life am i going to get the like most amazing uh cotton candy ever there like what what is there that you were going to say, let's risk it all and attend this festival. To me, it would just be, have to be an event that I would miss this year. It would have to be. And they've said, like, online that the governor is up for re-election. So hmm. they're not sure if this is a thing for him to kind of get those more rural voters to vote for him and elect him back into office. But it's still, like... A public health thing because how are you going to have this like you said large-scale event and you're not even requiring people to wear face masks i don't like that <laughs> that gets <laughs> he, under my skin and he even tried to um downplay the um kids that were going back to school in missouri um and what they would even endure being back in a classroom, which was crazy to me because it's like, sir, you were talking about children. Like when you talk about the education system, yes, there are like older kids who are teenagers. But when you think about little kids, little kids are so icky and germy and sneezing everywhere and rubbing their hands on stuff. No, there has to be so many more precautions put in place. Yeah, you brought up a great point probably about the governor's election re-election coming up and uh that's largely why a lot of events have been happening you look at the the greater presidential election where donald trump was having these huge huge campaign rallies with not a mask oh my god so it's definitely uh just a highly politicized year and i feel like you know covid has really become a political situation when it's really just a public health matter and it's just like a there's a right and wrong way to do things and and it's unfortunate that people are like putting their own, you know, agenda before, you know, thinking of the health and safety of other people and mm-hmm. the community around you. So mm-hmm. I, hope, and- I hope you not go. Are you going? <laughs> I, I definitely am not. I am not going to any 
festivities during the fall season. I am def- I'm not even a fall season type of person. The minute people are like fall, winter, I'm like, oh, you mean go in the house, get blankets, get s'mores, get some type of hot toddy, hot cider. I am not a fall person at all. So even when I saw this news, I'm like, what? And again, for him, not only to move forward with hosting this, but just to be like, have been diagnosed with COVID days before announcing this. It's like, who even wants to be around your Jeremy ass in general? Yeah. <laughs> it's too, it's too soon. I feel like it is. Like, like you said, just take it as a loss. People really want to politicize their agendas that they had this year. And it's crazy because we as Americans, I don't feel like we've ever endured anything like this. So just to see what the government has just pulled out <laughs> and tried to hand us, and we're like, wow, this is it. This is really what you guys thought was like going to be best for us. It's been crazy. I feel like a lot of these events also are like starting to happen online. Like he could have done a virtual festival. He yes. could have like had the vendors just do like a streaming thing and still promote whatever products and stuff that they were going to do online and and that's just a safer way to do it this year you can still charge an online registration fee you're Mm -hmm. not losing out on money and people will be happy that you're still putting on the tradition you see like where where are the communications directors who's his who's his publicist to like tell him people have given up i'm telling you it makes no sense i am still trying to wrap my brain around like you said before who thought this was the best idea and even recently I attended a virtual conference that was amazing I had the best virtual conference um yesterday I participated in for my job and I feel like just put forth the effort to do it correctly and make it virtually but at least in a sense I'm not going to be thinking like oh my god did I contract COVID I was just around all of these people so exactly you don't want that to be the thought after you're leaving the festival uh-uh I know the <laughs> hell I don't I know I don't for sure so I was gonna say um that's all I got for this week it was a pleasure having you on Jamila just to discuss celebrity culture um and give more background about your show do you want to let my guests know where they can find you at and listen to you sure you guys can listen to the kettle black podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify we're working to get our youtube page up and you can Ooh-hoo. follow us at the kettle black pot on ig right now and i just appreciated you know being able to come on your show sydney i've been a long time listener you you had a couple episodes now and not been a long time but <laughs> your episodes have been really good so i just enjoy you know the stories that you've been bringing to the people thank you thank you um as always you guys i'm gonna say this again as and again please Send me your complaints, both big and small. I would love to judge them, you know. As somebody who is honestly annoyed by everything, I love reading the complaints of others. So please send them to annoynotoffended at gmail.com. And you guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, As said before, I will put all of Jamila's contact information and the information for her podcast, The Kettle Black, in the description box so you guys can check out her show as well. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.